never give up. Keep trying because it will come. You just got to keep pushing. It was really, really hard at first. It was like super discouraging. I'm not going to get it first try every time. Hello, my fellow Martians. My name is Harry Mars, and this is the On Mars Pod, where we take a deep dive into creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and other inspiring Martians alike. Today, we are joined by Thaddeus, an artist, musician, and producer. Dude, I've been trying to get on Ernie Ball since I started playing guitar. When I was when I when I was three, uh, he he passed. I'm going to carry on his legacy. It was my life. I lived it, breathed it, everything. Every day, all day. If I wasn't in school, I was skating. Hello, my fellow Martians. Today on Mars, we are joined by a record producer, rock guitarist, and a solo artist. Everyone, please welcome Thaddeus. Thank you for being here. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, bro. So on Mars, we take a deep dive into creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and other inspiring Martians alike. So that's why I had you on today, because you are uh, one of the most talented people I know in my circle. Dude, um, thank you. Of course, oh man. God. I mean, I've seen you uh, with This Modern and so many other bands and um, I've seen you play live, so it's cool to be able to sit down because I don't know you very well. Right. So it's cool right. to be able to kind of get a little bit more information because I feel like I know you because you're connected to so many of my friends. That's very, that, <laughs> dude, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but um, but yeah, anybody that doesn't know, so Thad is a guitarist for This Modern. It's a rock band. If you saw episode two, I had um, Marcus on. He is the lead singer of that band. So very successful out here in Phoenix. Um, so yeah, man, to, to kind of get started, I want to, you know, touch on early days, you okay. know, um, so you grew up in Arizona? Is no. That, you... Um, so I'm actually, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Okay. So I born and raised just the middle of nowhere, top of a mountain, Pennsylvania, tiny town. Uh, I was there until I was about 23. And then, um, you know, I tried the college thing, didn't work out for me, tried just a bunch of dead end jobs in my hometown. And so it was kind of like, I, I reached a moment in my life where it was like, if I stay here, I'm I'm going to be no one. I'm going to be nothing. I'm not going to do what I want. It's not going to be fulfilling to me. So I kind of looked at it, looked around at my options. Uh, seemingly so, the only way out of my town was join the military. Really? So, yeah. So uh, I signed a six-year contract. Uh, I was in the Air Force for about five and a half years. Um uh, that's what brought me to Tucson originally. So I, I lived in Tucson for the past like six years. So I've only been in Phoenix for about, I want to say like a year now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honestly, if it wasn't for joining the service, I wouldn't have made the stuff that I've done today. That's amazing, dude. So growing up in Pennsylvania, you were there until you joined the service then. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So uh, you had no, I'm assuming you had no family out here, nobody out here. It was no. just the the military that brought you out. Yeah, it was the military. Yeah. And um, it, it sucked at first, I'm not going to lie, not having your family so close and being right. so close to my family for so long. But um, it kind of gives you a sense of like individuality and being able to like stand on your own and like look inward like yeah. self-reliance, like, oh, I can do this. I can stand on my own two feet and do whatever I want. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's not like 
you didn't think that the military was going to be the end all be all for you. It was more like a means to an end right, to get exactly. you out of the city. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So to kind of like tie it back to like arts and stuff like that, it, it still was kind of like an idea of like, I want to make it to some degree and I know it's not going to be in PA. I'll use the military to get me out of PA and mm-hmm. then pretend and then go back to that dream of making it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of just, it was the, the Air Force was like my vehicle to get to where I needed to get to. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what about Arizona? Is just because it was uh, it's kind of military. Yeah. The military like, is it's a luck of the draw. Oh, I mean, really? I okay. could have I could have ended up in Japan. I could have ended up in Germany. I could have ended up in Pennsylvania. You know, but mm. um, it's just luck of the draw. I ended up in Tucson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, before obviously getting into the military, you were into the arts, you were playing music. Yeah. You were talking earlier, you were a drummer. Yes, um, I drummer yeah. by trade. So yeah. when did you start playing drums? Um, so I was probably about 13, I want to say. Uh, me and my best friend at the time, we started a band together, got some homies in on it and then we were like <laughs> dude we were like essentially like a like an avenged sevenfold cover band dude it was it was gnarly oh my god i wish there was still footage of that it's so embarrassing but um yeah that's kind of like what brought me into it and uh in that band i wasn't i wasn't playing any instruments i was just the lead singer at the time and um just watching my my best friend at the time he was the drummer and i was like damn just watching him play those things it's like that, i want to do that like mm. that looks fun like you're telling me i can sit back there and I can control the room and how the room moves while also beating the shit out of some drums. Like, that's so cool. Like being able to hit a beat that gets feet, people's feet tapping or, you know, get their asses shaking. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it, I saw it and it was just like, damn, that's a magical thing. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, man. And I think I, a lot of people that are uh, uh, musicians, I feel like drums are something that at least for me too, that was the first thing that really captivated me. When Absolutely. I saw someone play drums, I'm like, what is this sorcery? Right, like, right, right. Why does right. this sound so cool? And mm-hmm. like, I just want to, like you said, like, kind of like hit things. And um, were your parents pretty supportive of that early on? Oh or? my God. Um, bless their souls. They let me, they they were unwavering in their support of whatever wow. I wanted to do. I love that. Um, they, I, I was like, mom, I'm going to, before I was in, like, in high school, I was like, mom, I'm going to be a doctor. She's like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's get you on the right track to being a doctor. You know, I'll get so you in touch sweet. with some people in town and you can talk. And <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know. And then it was like, mom, I want to, I can't even remember what was the, what was the other one? Jesus. I was like, I wanted to be like a safety inspector for OSHA. Okay. So I was like, I, all I saw was a paycheck, a guaranteed paycheck. So I didn't really want to do it, but I was wow. just like, mom, I'm going to do this. She's like, okay, I support it. Like, what do I need to do to help? You know, like she's, they were always there. And my dad, um, I'm sure he doesn't agree with 100% what I'm doing still, you know. Um, but he he was never he never said a bad word about it. Yeah, he he always was like, well, he was the logical, like grounded one. Like, okay, well, think about it this way: you got this, this, and this, but you gotta, you know, you only have this and this. Like, what are we gonna do to get you there with what you want to do? Yeah. So he was he was always the problem solver, and then my mom was always just the blind, unwavering support. Like, ah, yeah. Like we'll do whatever. So and bless their souls that I picked drums because, dude, oh my God, I was playing every hour of the day, and <laughs> they learned to sleep through it, which was crazy to me. It was insane. 
Dude, amazing. Um, I feel like sometimes you need that yin and yang, um, like the uh, authoritative left brain analytical dad mm-hmm. and then like right brained go for it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. type mom, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. where it's like uh, that support is so crucial at the beginning, especially as a creative uh, individual. I'm sure, you know, it's like yes. having that support from your parents. Is Absolutely. Everything. Because I know growing up, if I didn't have that support, I would have probably had a lot of self-doubt and a lot of like second guessing myself on maybe is this what I want to do? Mm-hmm. But having that voice like behind you all the time saying, you can do this. You can just, just keep going. Just keep going has got me to where I am today. Yeah, man. I mean, shout out supportive moms, man. I love that. And, For real. And, and dads too, man. Just shout out supportive parents. If, if you guys have, uh, have kids and you, uh, you know, are creative yourself, just think about yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's a little you, you know, yeah, and you what would you, that. what did you need when you were that young? Yeah, you know, man. be that person. Exactly. Yeah. Cause then those people end up being the greats of the world. They you do. know what I'm saying? They do hundred percent. Like, yeah. And they always credit their parents like, Oh, my mom was always there. You know, I, yeah. I love those stories. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's never, I hate hearing when like people talk about how like their parents suppressed their yeah. things or like try to force them into certain things or live vicariously through them. So right. that it's like, they couldn't be the person that they wanted to be. It kind of hindered them. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. yeah, man, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting uh, out of drums or actually not out of drums, but getting into Arizona, were you still playing drums and trying to like make it as a musician in that sense? Yes. So when I first got out here, um, I was approached by um, a singer of a band here in Phoenix. Excuse me. And um, he reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you play drums. Like, would you want to play drums in my band? Excuse me. Goodness. Um, And I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, No doubt. I'd been looking for something to, you know, like my creative outlet, because I feel like if I don't get my like creativeness out like it gets pent up and i get antsy and Mm. like i i I have like a need like an innate need to create i don't know what that is it's weird but um and i was like yeah for sure i'll I'll join your band and um we tried me at the drums for a little while we found a little bit of success um our first our second ep we released charted on the pop charts at number nine and that was pretty crazy to freaking see dude that was gnarly early on yeah yeah so but that band didn't end up working out um but in the midst of that band ending um i kind of made the conscious decision to jump from back behind the drums out front uh just wanted to kind of experiment and i decided that like yeah maybe i'll try guitar um so once i once that band ended and then i kind of like um took on to guitar i immediately like needed i needed help like i had no idea anything about scales or keys or anything like anything like that so i reached out to a good buddy who um decided that yeah he could help me and like he schooled me for a while like seven months and um got me just spun up and then just you know quick pat on the ass said there you go you're out the door you're on your way so it was it was really, really hard at first. It was like super discouraging, like not being able to pick it up and do it right away that in like actually having to sit there and just do the same scales over and 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 over until it's muscle memory. Um, it's a lot, but um, it's something that I wanted so badly since I was a kid that honestly nothing would stop me. Yeah. 
and kind of going back to that so since you were a kid i know you were you were uh, a singer you mm-hmm. were saying so that was kind of like that that uh that front man that was kind of your energy growing up yeah. like you wanted to be the the, the guy mm-hmm. in front absolutely you just so happened to find drums as like a passion so mm-hmm. that's why you played them but exactly at, in your bottom of your heart you're like i want to be i like, want to be out there yeah. doing my little spinny spins i love yeah. that <laughs> i love that yeah. uh that's true artist right there um so so this guy taught you for seven months man and, and we were saying this earlier that that's just like a that's a fast time to pick that up, man. But it was like, it goes back to like you putting that time in and that work in absolutely seven months casually doing it. You might not be as good as you are, but it's just like Mm -hmm. seven months dialing in every day, playing scales back to back to your fingers bled type deal. Literally. That is, that's how you ended up becoming so great in such a short amount of time. It's yeah. I would definitely attribute like just so much rehearsal, so much practice, so much time, just, not hanging out with friends so much time just i sacrificed all of my free time all of it to sit there and learn this instrument and learn it well yeah yeah man and it's like uh i talked about this with jack too where it's like uh the the kobe's and the lebrons of the world they were the ones that were sacrificing their childhood and yeah. having normal lives mm-hmm. to become the greats of the world. And yeah. it's like they they wouldn't be in the NBA and be the greatest of all time had they not taken those years and, you know, basically given them to the craft. And it's it's what what I really boil it down to is discipline. Yeah. Like it's do you have the discipline and like the drive to get what you want? Right. So it's like, are you going to sit down and do this? Like. Or are you just going to listen to the the voice in your head telling you, yeah, you can't do this. We'll do it tomorrow. Or mm. we can put this off. Don't worry about it. So it's, I feel like that's the main difference is just having the discipline to sit down and be like, I have to do this. I will not get better any other way. Like I have, there's no other way around it. I have to go through. Yeah. All yeah. creatives listening to this, whether, you know, you're an artist, you're whatever form of art you, you like to uh, indulge in, that is like, keys to the game right there Mm -hmm. you know it's like if you really want it you have to like want it ten thousand percent you can't just say you want it or you can't just like see yourself at this point and then like think that you're gonna wake up tomorrow you're gonna be there um it's a grind it's yeah for sure it's and it's like it doesn't happen otherwise and it's like uh it's easy to to see people have like quick success and it's Mm -hmm. like really easy to be like oh they you know write that write it off as to like excuses or like something that they had differently or opportunities that they had or whatever but it's just like it's not always that it's like the time that you don't see that they put in Mm -hmm. to that craft that made them look like an overnight success right right right. it's the hours and hours and the in the time uh, that you don't see them like where i haven't seen them in forever what are they doing they're practicing exactly yeah or it's like um i think big big sean had a lyric and it said uh took 10 years for me to be an overnight success yeah and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, that's the truest thing ever. Like the 10,000 hour 10, rule. 10,000 hours. Yeah, it's yeah, just like the sure. classic 10,000 hour rule. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not, it's not going to happen overnight. No. But it's just like people that don't know you, they'll mm-hmm. see it happen overnight. Yeah. And not see all the 10 years, the iceberg, you know, under oh the surface. Oh my God, exactly. You're yeah. only seeing the 10%, top 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I love that, man. So I- I'm glad that you transitioned though um, into, you know, learning guitar because that, I feel like you 
you uh you look like a like a front man you know like you have like <laughs> yeah. an artist look to you so right. it's, it's cool to like see you in the front you know have a guitar and in, in, in front and now you know you're writing your own music mm-hmm. and it's cool to be able to see that uh, that side of you coming out not just behind a drum set i know man it's it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun and i'm not gonna lie to you the learning curve of going performing live from sitting behind a kit to going up front where I have like movement and like people Mm -hmm. are actually watching you stage presence dude oh my god like that I was so bad oh my god I was so bad when I first started um I had no idea what I was doing but it's just like you said the 10,000 hours dude sometimes I'd stand in front of the mirror with my guitar strapped on me and just do jumps and spins and yeah it's just stuff that like I really want to hone this craft in and Mm -hmm. I want to be as good as I possibly can be like I want to give every last ounce of effort I have I love that man and it shows for sure man I I love it I'm so glad you were able to link up with the boys Um, for real (laughs) I love those dudes so um they weren't the first group that you played with out here though Um, you played drums in that one group and then did you ever play guitar in another group yeah so after that it, it wasn't so like after my band kind of disbanded um i this is when i kind of like took on the role as like the um hired hitter so like people would come like oh i need a guitarist for the show like and i'd you know be like yeah I'll, i'll fill in for sure so i played around um with a local artist for a little while sorry x um she's killing it right now she's making great music she's got a great team around her and um i played with her for a little while and then kind of bounced around um and then i got picked up by a band called Sharia Moore out of Baltimore, Maryland, um, to go on tour with them. Not in a capacity as a musician, but more of a merch manager. Mm. So I that's kind of how I got my foot in the door of touring as well. Like these guys took me out on this tour. I met all these people. Like I got to like network and do all the cool stuff. And then the next tour around, I, f- I went back out with them. I filled in on a couple dates on guitar. And then the next two tours, like I, I pretty much filled in almost the whole time for both of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, that got me connected with a lot of, lot of cool people in the industry. And it's just like, um, you kind of realize how small the, the, the industry is or like how like small your scene is because you keep seeing the same faces over and over, the same tour managers, the same front of house, the same merch managers. So it's just kind of like, you got to be given the opportunity to prove yourself or else like you're not getting in the door. It's it's kind of hard, like, but you just got to make sure that if you do get that, like, um, you get that opportunity, you, you got to knock it out of the park. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not only knock it out of park, but I have the confidence to go into it because like being a guitarist that started, you know, not that long ago, mm-hmm. getting those opportunities, I'm sure it would have been really easy to be like, uh, I'm, I'm not, not ready. ready. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you said yes and you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. whatever I got to do. And what, even if that takes me practicing in the mirror, fucking how I'm going to look on stage. Exactly. You know? It's like yeah. that's the difference mm-hmm. right there where it's like you deciding you are going to do this. You're mm-hmm. not going to let your or, um, you know, these uh, negative thoughts and emotions control what exactly. you, your your fate, um, which amazing, man. So sorry, X. And then that led into Sharia more. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then after that was kind of when you started connecting with uh, this, this modern. modern. Yeah. yeah. So they they were um, looking for a guitar player to fill in for. A, or actually, no, I think I think I started with going to sessions with them. Um, they needed a guitar player to lay some guitar down on some of their tracks. Mm-hmm. So I came in, laid some guitar down on some of their tracks. Um, we hit it off, like just hanging out. 
And then uh, I think their old fill-in guitar player had to back out of a show last minute and I filled in for him. And ever since I filled in for that first show, it's just kind of like never look back moment. It's just yeah. kind of like, it was like, that's, this is the home I was looking for. Like, this is the band I was looking for. Yeah. Who connected you with this modern? Chase. Chase Warren. Chase, man. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, everyone's connected, man. Yeah. Chase Shout Warren. Shout out dude. Chase, man. For Episode real, seven. Real. Love that, dude. That's awesome. That's so cool, mm-hmm. man. Um, so how did you meet Chase then through doing music? And because he's a music photographer. I obviously. met Chase... I believe through Sorry X. Okay, so he was taking photos of his videos or, or videos photos or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Okay. But yeah, same it was like same deal. Chase yeah. and I hit it off first as soon as we met. Like that's yeah, cool. Great man. dude. Great dude. For sure. So then that connected you with this modern man. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so I feel like that because I remember when it happened, when mm-hmm. the transition happened. Um, because of course I used to be in the band and yeah. you know, I'm super connected with those dudes. So I I remember when that transition um, happened from that guitarist leaving to then like them kind of being a three piece mm-hmm. and them kind of like not necessarily knowing what direction to go when yeah. it comes to that yep. because of like the ability to use like digital instruments and samples exactly. and stuff like that. Back We're just like, all that. is it worth it? You mm-hmm. know, that type of conversation happening. Yep. Um, so I was so happy to see them pick you up because it was like, it seemed like that was such a great fit. Dude, perfect. You know what I it mean? It was a perfect fit, yeah. And it was like, they needed you, you were looking for them and mm-hmm. it was just like, the, yeah. yeah, it was written in the stars. It, it was really was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and the way, like, I think, what was our first song we wrote together? I think it was California Scheming. Mm, and that's, dude, it was just that. Like yeah. uh, the instrumental was done. Next thing you know, Marcus had all the vocals recorded. For sure. And it was just, it was seamless. And I was like, this feels right. Yeah. And yeah. they they work pretty quickly. You know, they, they've honed in their process yes. so heavy. And, you know, Marcus is a phenom when it comes to writing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he yeah, can yeah. just, you know, so write, gifted. write a song before I even finish the beat type. You know what I mean? Dude, <laughs> dude yeah. He's done that to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Let me finish this beat first. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> But no, so I'm, I'm, uh, I, I could see that, like that flow happening already where it's just like you, you come in do your stuff. And then like, by the end of the session, you have a full song where yep. you're like, damn, this mm-hmm. is amazing. Like, what is this? Like, what are we doing here guys? Like, can we yeah. do this more? Like, yeah. And, and lately it's just been song stacking. I think we, I want to say we're close to 20 to 25 songs in the bank right now. Jesus. It's just, we've, yeah, just putting them out yeah man yeah me and marcus had a conversation about like uh deciding you know ep versus releases and mm-hmm. we're talking about like kind of those different mindsets right right, um, right right so yeah i'm I'm sure it's a great feeling to be able to like make a bunch of songs and then decide what do i want to do with these yeah, versus exactly. like locking into like oh we have we have this ep release date but we've only written half of it so it's like let's write the other half really quick and then you <laughs> yeah. put out songs that you're not proud of right and that's that's there. never yeah never the way to do do it in music um yeah man so you're writing music with uh, with this modern and then um i mean i i kind of want to touch on that a little bit more um i feel like you guys have uh have done a lot in that sh- this short amount of time that you've been in the band I yeah mean, you've only been in the band for like a year and some change now or, it, it, yeah, yeah. And, something like that yeah and you guys have done so many shows Dude. you released a bunch of music i mean how like what's uh well before i even join i always i tell my girlfriend this all the time this modern didn't need me, <laughs> like honestly, and like this is just speaking like plainly. They were a well-oiled machine before I even came in the band. So, like, I always 
like was kind of shocked that once I joined, there was no, there was no lag time. It was like, I hit the ground running with these guys, like immediately, like our, we were, we were out playing shows. I think a week after, um, filling in for the first session for them, I played a show like right, right away. Um, and then we played, I want to say like three shows following that. One of them was the Hawthorne Heights show in Flagstaff. And like, it was just crazy to me that like they, they already had so much going on that like, but they still said that they wanted me in the band and stuff, which was like an honor to me. It's like, wow, you guys already have like so much good going on. Do you really want to throw another person into the mix? Like, okay, like that's fine with me. Um, But it's, it's just been nonstop since joining. It's just been show, show, recording, recording. Um, we did the Mason Music Festival and we were direct support for Bush, maybe. I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, they were recording this stuff. And it, I, I guess it, it's going to go like to Netflix or like MTV or some shit like that. So we're super excited about that. We didn't even know that was happening while we were playing. Mm-hmm. They told us like after the fact, which was kind of like mind boggling. But um, it's crazy to see how many opportunities just keep coming to these guys. But I can always accredit it to just how hardworking they are. Like they just work, 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 work. Timo, especially that dude is always on his laptop, always mixing, always writing. He's he's always doing something. And it's just it's it inspires me to do more. Like I see them doing more. So it makes me want to do more. And I feel like it's just everyone in the band wants to do the same thing. So we just keep going up and up and up that way. Yeah, for sure, man. And those are, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And it's like, it's been like that since, you know, I was in the group and yeah. it's, and obviously continued to do it even more so after. Yeah. And it's like that energy is so like uh, addicted. It's addictive. It's, it's you infectious. Know what I'm yeah. Infectious, it's so bro. infectious. Like yeah. just being around creatives like that makes me want to be a better creative. Exactly. So it's really inspiring. For sure, man. So there's, it's a, there's a reason why you guys have done so much in this short amount of time is because by the time you came into it, it was like, they already kind of had like a trajectory that they wanted to go and game plans. And you just so happened to like jump on the swell right when they were at the peak of that wave. So they were like really riding it by the time you jumped on. It really were. Um, So yeah, man, I I love to see it. And cause it, like it really has like grown them even more when you've, when you were added into the mix. I feel like Although they had, you know, this foundation that was mm-hmm. pretty solid already and they right. didn't necessarily need a guitarist. Yeah. I think adding that extra layer of, um, you know, showmanship and then also that extra musician into the mix. Right, right, right. Um, because that extra creative ear always helps in the studio. Huge. And I and I got to say, like, um, like Timo and uh, Sean, they're very technically based yes. dudes. Yep, yep, so yep. they're not necessarily musicians right right in in a sense so Mm -hmm. it's just like when you bring uh instrumental musicians like yourself into the mix Mm -hmm. that allows them to do so much more because then they can take what you have and then put their left brain uh analytical you know mixing knowledge and sean is crazy with that man he's like a freaking scientist when it comes down to that when it comes to composition that dude is a scientist for sure and he's classically trained you know Mm -hmm. he went to school so Mm -hmm. it's like there's a reason why he's so good at what he does and and i'm glad that they have found that lane 
and really honed in on it because it's easy in creative endeavors and music especially to want to do everything right yeah uh, to so want to do it all yourself to be the producer to yeah. be the artist to be the drummer to be the guitarist to, to do everything mm -hmm. and you know to say that you did it and i think they do um teamwork very well dude it's so so good like i have never been a part of another like band that has just worked so well together yeah like everyone is just honed in on the common goal and yeah. we all just want to get there yeah man and be able to like put your individual talents into the hat yeah to for the sake of that same common goal. And exactly. So I think that was probably another reason why, you know, they were so excited to bring you into the group um, because they could see that, that almost like missing link in their eyes right. where it's just like, we need this extra mind to come into this. And then now it's like, you guys don't need anybody else. No, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's yeah, like you guys are now. really in it now. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, um, you know, to writing songs with Futuristic and Dropout Kings and right. um, these remixes that have really Super popped off. Fun, you know, dude. It's like, God, those remixes are so fun. It's God. so much fun. You guys do them so fast. And it's yeah. just like, they're it's obviously all in one day. It's all, in, it's all in one afternoon. I think um, Zach shows up around five. We're done tracking by like eight. Video done by nine. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been there for a couple of the yeah. sessions. Yeah, so it's like, were, I've yeah, seen, I've you were seen, in that video with yeah, me, yo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like to see that process and like to then see the song come out and then it blow up. It's Dude. just like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like I opened Spotify. <laughs> I, I'll never forget the day that Unholy started to pop off. I opened Spotify for artists and I was like, I was like half asleep and like scrolling through my phone. I was like, like wait, hold on, let me, let, me, let me scroll out of this and open it back up. <laughs> yeah, That's a wrong. That's a glitch. Like. But no, it's and it, it's just so crazy yeah. to see the reception of these um, remixes. People are just eating them up, yeah. And it's cool to see, like, the different like audiences we can reach with it. Because I mean, what what is that? A Sam Smith song, Unholy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam Smith fans are listening to that. Totally. And then, and then um, the Cruel Summer one, the Taylor Swift one we just yeah. released. We got Swifties listening to that. You know what I mean? So it's just like the 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 way we can reach different audiences through these remixes is is like amazing to me for sure man and i uh i recall like being an artist early on and almost thinking like um at least in the rap community right re remixes were almost like cool but it's like that's that's a mixtape song you know like oh, you're right. not you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's just a throwaway like mm -hmm. you know when we when you did remixes in the rap community sometimes it was like if it was a bad remix you'd be like that dude sucks that dude's corny right and it's just like if it was a great remix it was like lil wayne like the when, drought the drought <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah literally yeah. like that vibe so it's just like uh remixes were a little like i feel like taboo when it comes to the rap community and i remember being a kid and then hearing um an album called uh, you might remember Pop Goes Punk. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Where they oh, would yeah, yeah where it was like the main and oh, all these God. like yeah, these, yeah, yeah, these yeah. rock bands that would make Silverstein, uh, all those guys. pop songs and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I always found that so interesting. Where it's just like uh, it's crazy you know, how mashing they those it. genres. Yeah, it's crazy how they um, back then. I feel like they do it better than we do now. Like the way they just flipped songs on their head, like um, Wrecking Ball, for example. Is that, is that, no, that's Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Wrecking Ball, August Burns Red. Do you know that band? I, I've heard of them. They're yeah. like super metal, 
they did Wrecking Ball. Wow. And like, dude, it was like one of the best metal songs ever. And, yeah. But you would never know it was Miley Cyrus the way they flipped it. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, man. That that Pop Goes Punk guys, they were ahead of their time. Dude, way ahead. Real. Yeah, it's for like, real. Because now that's a thing. Like remixes are a thing. And, mm-hmm. and um, it's interesting because... Um, that to that point where it's like you wouldn't even know it's a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah. Um, there's so many popular artists in the world in, you know, R&B and soul and pop that have done remix records. Right. And then that ends up being their song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas like, um, it's so crazy to me because it's just like, then you find out decades later, like- That that was like a cover or that, a remix. That, that yeah. was a cover. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when I, I remember finding out like some song, like some Beatles songs and like some, yeah. some songs that's uh, um, like Luther Vandross, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like, like R&B soul artist, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross. There was like a couple songs of his that were like, not even his songs, but he just sang them they were so hits. well. Yeah. They were hits, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's, it's almost like, like, uh, like some people just need to get out of their way sometimes where it's just like capping themselves, where it's just like not wanting to do remixes because it's not their original song. Right, right, right. right. They, they don't want to like, sing other people's words yeah, and stuff like and that. Yeah, and they feel like uh, somewhat of like a... Um, like not authentic it like you they, know, they feel like disconnected from it disconnected yeah, they or they yeah. feel like oh we we can't make it off of this song because it's someone else's song right where it's just like that's i don't know not necessarily the way that you have to think about it because it's like going into it like you guys like didn't have this many listeners before releasing these remixes not too many no like yeah. but now you guys are over three hundred thousand monthly listeners yeah like, and that's that blows my mind for sure like to yeah. go from like a few thousand, maybe 10,000 10, by yourself yeah. to then go to hundreds of thousands, like closing in on a half a million. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. That is insane. Like, dude, and, that's just and it's like, going up yeah. every single day. It's, it's insane, dude. Like, yeah. like me and Marcus did our interview. Um, and at the time we were talking, it was like 200,000 and some change. Yeah. And then by the time it came out, it was at 250. Yep. And then like two weeks later, it was at 300. And now think, it's like three. It's like, yo, I'll, like, let's, let's check, check right right now. Yeah, yeah, let's check that shit right now. I'll tell you exactly what that shit's at. Because <laughs> I saw it the other day and I was like, dude, this is going insane. 350,000. Insane. <laughs> it's like every time wow. I look at it, it's an extra 50K. Yeah, it just keeps, <laughs> and, it, and it's all, it, like it all is in part because of those remixes. And that's it. And that's yeah. kind of the point that I'm making where it's just like people need to realize that it's like, you can box yourself in and not get you're hundreds stun- of thousands. You're stunting yourself. You're stunting yourself. Yeah. Where it's like if you do a remix and you do it well and mm-hmm. and you you produce it well and because that's the that's the thing too that I guess we can't just say ah do a remix and it'll get you popular. It's like you have to not only do the remix but mm-hmm. you have to do do it well, record it well, record it well, write the song, yeah, mix it well, yep. and release the song, dude. So it's just sure. like the fact that you guys can do all that. In already. house, yeah. In house, it, that, so that's sick. part of it. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to get those numbers if you guys didn't have that process honed in. For real, for it's real. Like Shout out just, Interchange Audio. Yeah, <laughs> Interchange Audio, man. Sean and Tim, bro. <laughs> yeah, Sean the and goats, Timo. Dude. Those guys yeah. are crazy. For sure. I got Timo on next week. He's, oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. He comes out on Wednesday I next week. So yeah, dude. So I'm excited for that one. But um, now you guys are all workhorses, man. So it's so cool. It, it's cool to see these types of things happen to people that deserve them. 
You know what I mean? Thank you, dude. Of course, that. bro. Appreciate that. Of course, because it's just like some people get those types of things and they don't know what to do with it or they take a shit all over it and they just right. like stop all yeah. progress. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you guys are doing the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. like you guys are getting the recognition and you're doubling down. Yeah, you're doing more. Yeah. yeah, you're making more records. You're, re you're, uh, you're releasing solo music or uh, you're releasing not solo music, uh, original music like mm -hmm. 1980s and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. songs that you guys are releasing in between the remixes. Yeah. So and that that's allowing this audience that you're garnering from the remixes to then become this modern artist. Yes. Originals. Yes. We're trying to like get everyone to come for a back catalog from these remixes. The crossover. Yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Still waiting on that, but you know, it's going to happen it's, one of these times. It yeah. will, man. It will. It's and me and Marks were talking about where it's just like, it, it'll feel maybe a little different when you have a original song hitting these numbers, you no, know, millions yeah, it, of plays. Dude. Yeah. That I'll be doing, I'll be doing backflips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, we were talking at the same time. It's almost like, will it feel different or will it feel like, well, what's next, you know, at the time? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean? know, I know our mindset is always what's next. Exactly. Like that's always that ever since I've joined this band, it's just been, all right, well, we got this done. What do you got next? What's yes. next? Okay. Video. What's after that? It's okay. never shows. Your feet okay. up. Yeah. yeah. It's just literally always sticking to a plan that we have and, um, always have just, just having goals. Yeah. Cause the second you achieve a goal and you don't make another one, you're complacent. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to spin your tires. You For need, sure. you need to keep progressing always. For sure. You start working backwards. Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like uh, with music, um, especially nowadays, like um, the the fast artists, the, the big oh. breaks, you know, yeah. it's so easy to like see that stuff. And then like, um, like, well, A, not only uh, feel like, well, how did that happen for them? But like, it's not happening for us and like feel like a little jealous. Right. But then on the other side, the people that are having it happen to them where they didn't expect it or weren't ready for it, mm -hmm. then you see them going down and down and down because they weren't prepared. They for weren't it. ready for it. They yeah. weren't ready for that massive fame. Right. And they, they end up tarnishing or, their name. Or even just like this super influx of more responsibilities. Like you got all these dates to make then you got like, I'm sure probably tours to make shows to make. Then you got to, if, and you think if you're a solo artist doing all this stuff by yourself you got to hire a band you got to yeah. you, you got to do all this stuff and if you're not prepared for it you're you're not going to succeed for sure man for sure especially in music man yeah. it, it's like it's it's so much more on the back end that people don't see so much um so it's easy to be like oh i'd love i'd love to be an artist i'd mm -hmm. love to be an artist but it's just like okay well do you know what comes with that and right. it's just like it's and, debt yeah for sure it's debt for, it's credit card debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Got to be ready to pay that shit yeah. off, man. Got to have the money in the bank. For real. Um, yeah, man. It's 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 amazing, though, because it's just like you guys are now at a point where you're growing fast, but you are ready for this. We are prepared. Yeah. yeah. And you're ready for the next thing. You're ready for the next opportunities. So that way, when they do come, it's like you guys have been preparing this for this for months. For months know? and months and months. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's... Uh, and. Yeah, man. Me and Mark's always talked about like saying yes, saying yes, saying yes, yes saying yes. yes say and yes. That was one of our biggest things is like saying yes to opportunities. So For real. it's cool. Like in this conversation, I see you're, you know, you have that same type of mindset yeah, even before you were in the band. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that's super foundational to being the person um, in the group that you guys are. You're only uh, limiting yourself by saying no. Yeah. You know? So it's just like, why wouldn't I try to progress my dream honestly it's my dream at the end of the day this mm -hmm. has been my dream since i was a kid you know doing i get to wake up every single day and play guitar 
and yeah. just create that that's what i get to do and it's it's such a blessing to me that like i have the opportunity to do this and not a day goes by i take it for granted yeah because i've been wanting this for years and years and years and years and years and now that i got it it's i'm not gonna let it slip yeah and that's the difference, man. Wanting, um, wanting it, and like kind of having the mindset of I get to do this mm -hmm. versus I have to do. I, this. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I don't look at it. I mean, yes, technically it is my job, is my source of income, but at the same time, I don't look at it like that. I don't look up. I, I don't wake up every morning like I did in the service and like, oh god, I have to get up. Like, no, I get up and I, you know, happy as can be because I get to go do what I love every single day. Yeah, and that's it. And. Yeah, that man. It's just like uh, almost like being like thankful for Absolutely. the ability to do this. Like because I mean, and I like it's so classic to say like uh, people in third world countries don't have fucking food and water, mm -hmm. and it's just like kind of that same mindset when it comes to like music, where it's just like there's people that like in the world that don't have access to instruments, and there's people right. that don't have access who, who to could be the next, you know, like Keith Marrow or like. Uh, Josh Richardson, like the crazy shredders, like we don't, we don't know because yeah. they don't have the, you know, the things available to them. Exactly. They don't have the opportunities that you have. They don't have the resources that exactly. you have. So it's almost like, like, uh, it'd be like a slap in the face to them to take it for granted. Exactly. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I think about it. We're like people that wish they were in the position you were in mm -hmm. would see like, oh man, this dude's just shitting all over this. Whereas yeah. like you guys are not look, you guys are not treating it like that. Whereas like you guys recognize you have an opportunity. Yeah. You recognize you guys are in a peculiar position that right. a lot of people don't get. So you're making sure you don't just take a shit on that. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's, that's the reason why you guys are, are successful and are going to be more successful in right. the months and years to come and it's, uh, yeah that's what we're working towards yeah man yeah. now i i love it man and yeah i'm even though i'm not in the band i feel so connected to it still right, right, so it's right, like because right. they're all still the homies so it's like i love to see the per the progression and oh for um, sure. yeah man um so yeah let's see what else i got here man this is this is great this is a great conversation yeah <laughs> i had a good time this is fun this is a good <laughs> yeah. one yeah this is, this is one of my more favorite podcasts for sure probably the favorite thank you bro yeah it's yeah. a good time thank you man no it's, this is great man so just genuine conversations to like have people take inspiration from it's absolutely like, because, and, and yeah. if i can and, and like honestly if i can inspire someone you know from the younger generation to do exactly what i do like i would love that that would you know just make it would make me feel like i did my job you absolutely. know because i just want to show people that literally you can do it. That you, if you want to do it, you can. It's not impossible. I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not. I've sacrificed a lot to get to where I'm at. But if you want it bad enough, it's it's obtainable. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent, man. And like, listen here, <laughs> like listen to someone that's actually doing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and that's uh, you know something I want to touch on. You you talk about how this is your source of income. Yeah. And, um, cause you, you get paid from bands to play and, uh, yes. uh, you, you work with like, um, uh, what's that little Lotus as well. You're going on yeah. tour with, with them. Yeah. I just got back from a European tour with him not too long ago. Yeah. So yeah. it's like opportunities like that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy because like when you see people on opportunities like that, you think, ah, that dude's been in the game 10 Forever. years, yeah. decade. And then you say like, oh no, I've only been playing guitar for two and a half years. Yeah. Two and a half, three years, something like that. Yep. And it's just like. That it's almost like immediately like questions like <laughs> yeah. how you know what I mean yeah 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 
So it's a, um, I mean, I guess we should probably like answer that question a little bit. And it, does it go back to you just being the guy that's always putting yourself in new positions and always being the guy that's ready to go and always being saying yes. And yes, is that kind of what it was? It, it's exactly what it was. Um, so I was, you know, just any normal morning, wake up, check my emails, um, my booking emails. So I was checking those and I get a phone call from my good buddy who actually, um, Hector Diaz, do you know Hector? Mm-mm. Um, well, Hector Diaz was the, um, he was the guitar player at the time for Lotus. And he called me, he said, Hey man, like I can't do it. This, this tour leaves for Europe in, I think it was like a month and a half or two months or something like this tour leaves for Europe. Would you be available? I, dude, I don't think I've ever said yes fast enough. <laughs> like it, it was, I was like, yes, immediately. And I had no idea. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I've toured with Lotus before when I on one of the Sharia Moore runs. So I, I've met his camp and I know him and his manager and all that. So, uh, but I didn't, I wasn't very familiar with his music. Mm-hmm. So I'd said yes before I even knew his songs. Like, so I was just like, yep, let's go. Like, but with that being said, I knew what I was getting into once I said yes. So I said yes. And as soon as I hung up the phone, I'm reaching for my guitar to and lab. I'm looking yeah, to, to my laptop to look up the songs mm-hmm. so I can learn them. It's just you got to have the dedication to yeah sure you can say yes but you got to have to you got to have the follow through yeah like you can say yes to things and still like royally screw it up but you got to have the preparation and dedication to sit there and be like okay i got to get this 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 done before i'm prepared to be even out on stage with these guys because yeah. they're performing at a level that is just crazy for sure. Yeah. Very, very high production level. So to go into it with the mindset of like, ah, this is like nonchalant, you're going to take a shit on the floor and it's going to feel bad. It's going to, and it's going to yeah. be sensed. Yeah. Like the audience can sense it. Like everyone around you can sense it. For sure. So if you're not in it, then everyone's going to know. For sure, man. And I mean, to be in a position like that um, in your own head is got to be terrible too, where it's just like, not only is it a poor experience for the listener and like the band that you're playing with, but for you as an individual, I'm sure like if you were to go in there and like shit on the stage, like that would feel bad. That would feel so shitty. And one of the, like one of my like worst things ever is letting people down. Like I hate, like that kills me more than anything. So it's just like, that's how I would feel if I went out there and took a shit, you know, yeah. like I was just like, oh, God damn it. Like and feeling just awful that I let, you know, this person who doesn't really know me, who met me for like four weeks out of a year, like brought me onto this European tour and I just shit the bed. You know, yeah. I would feel terrible. Like, oh, my God, you spent all this money on me to come over here and just fucking suck. Like, yeah. So um, I try to really just strive not perf- not for perfection, because I know that that's just unobtainable. I want to be as best as I personally can give. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you can, you can tell that like you put all of your passion into your art and that's like taking the time to be able to like practice and also like be ready for those opportunities that you said yes to. Right. Where it's like, you're not just saying yes, just because you want the opportunity. It's like, you want to take that opportunity and crush it. Right. I I want to knock it out of the park. Yeah. So, so, and maybe down the road, it opens the door to another opportunity. Right. Where, um, say we tour with someone who later down the line needs a guitar player. And it's like, oh, I remember this guitar player from that tour and let's hit him up. And that's how a lot of the industry works is like oh i've seen him touring before he's good shit he's reliable he shows up every night he kills it and you know he's good at what he does and that's 90 percent of the battle for sure 
for sure. And putting yourself in those positions too, where it's just like to be in those conversations right. because it's like you could be an amazing musician, right. never give yourself opportunities and be the first guy to like shit on people like yourself that put yourself in opportunities and get these opportunities. Right. And just because you're not putting yourself in opportunities, like you, you like so quick to like write those people off where it's like, you need that both sides of it. It's like, you have to be good at what you do and then also be like good at putting yourself in positions to grow. Absolutely. It's just yeah, like, you gotta be open to it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, you can't just be like a bedroom producer and stay bedroom producer always. It's like, if you want to be on the stage, if, yeah. yeah, no, 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 yeah. you, you got to you gotta come stage. out of that bedroom yeah. and that's it. And it's like, cause I think that's like probably the biggest reason why people. And, um, even when you told me that you've only been playing for two and a half years, it almost surprises me where it's just like, because it's just like, you don't like, uh, um, you don't see that very often. You don't see people go from just starting two and a half years ago to then playing in European tours. Right. So right. it's just like, obviously there's like, you're not like everyone else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, obviously there's something different here. <laughs> just built different. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, dude. That's what it is. We'll just leave it at that, dude. Just built different now. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, it's cool though because like all these bands are from different parts of the country too. It's mm -hmm. like Lotus is from Texas, yep. uh, Baltimore, Sharia Moore, yep. obviously this modern's in Arizona. So yeah. it's like you have connections in these different parts of the country now. Where yeah. that's so cool, man. Yeah, um, I met uh, Ronnie through. That's the drummer for Sharia Moore. Fucking love you, Ronnie. And uh, I met him. We were talking drums just on Twitter. And um, when I was drumming for uh, my band at the time, I we just kind of like hit it off, just like talking. And then we'd be like DMing. And then the next thing you know, we'd be like texting each other and like, you know, I message games and all that shit and just became really good friends, <laughs> dude. Sweet. And then um, right when I got out of the service, he hit me up and he's like, hey, trying to go on tour? Like, shit, let's go. Like, what am I doing? And he's like, you're going to do merch. And I was like, OK, yeah, let's go. Let's go. When are we leaving? Wow. I, was, I couldn't be more excited, you know? So I was like, that's kind of how I got hooked up with them. And then I went out there and then I just hit it off with the whole team, dude. I fucking love Sheree Moore so much. Like they, I owe them quite literally everything because they were the ones who got my foot in the door to to display like my talent and like my ambition to the whole industry. Yeah. So I I really have like them to thank for absolutely everything. Man, shout out Sharia Moore, for real, man. For real, love you guys, dude. You've you've got you've played so many shows with them. Yeah, tons. Um, yeah. So that that's so cool that uh, you know they're still your homies today. Oh, absolutely. You know? it's yeah. Like, yep. 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 It's cool for them to be like um, still supporting you, mm -hmm. even though you're not necessarily full time with them. I yeah, think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just just great people, dude. Just great people to be around. Great energy all the time. Um, and they remind me a lot of this modern. They just. Hmm. They have the incessant need to create like they 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 need to be creating and expressing themselves. And it's just so refreshing to see another band too, like them, who's just so goddamn hardworking. Like they're they're always working. Casey, who um, the, he was the guitar player I was filling in for. Mm -hmm. He was in like med school while I was touring with them. And then he finished. And now he's like touring with them. Oh yeah, he's like he's like a rock star doctor, dude. Just fucked. That's amazing. I know he's incredible, dude. But he also does like yeah. he does he does a lot of their pre pro tracking. He okay. does he does a lot of their cinematography, like a lot of their videos, photography. He's kind of like the do it all guy, and he's just insanely talented. And it and it's crazy just to see how much his freaking big old brain knows. It's it's insane. 
and um and they all just work together just like we do in this modern yeah it's just everyone is everyone knows what they want it comes they come together and then they go for it together yeah yeah that's something you don't see very often like no medical dude. doctor like well like going to med, med school and then coming back to music yeah. like it's always like i was like dude that's like that's like financial suicide. <laughs> Why are you doing that? You want to be broke. You, you love it. <laughs> you love, you love it. it. Dude. Yeah. True artist, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> dude, hey man, that's amazing, dude. It's yeah. like it's cool to like to to know that there's artists out there that like they have such a deep passion for the art that they'll go do an entire eight year stint at yeah. med school mm -hmm. and then still come back to it. come back to music mm -hmm. because it's what they love to do absolutely that's like that's so admirable dude, bro. yeah he's he's insane dude hell yeah um man so uh in this time mm -hmm. you've in the short amount of time you play guitar you've picked up a couple sponsors pretty, yeah yeah a couple yeah, which is cool like some big sponsors i mean uh, yeah yeah schecter guitars yeah uh, that's my current one right now schecter guitars um shout out adam what's up dude and then um i just picked up ernie ball recently huge dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah these just are signed a contract with these them. are legends in the game i mean it's yeah. like if you play rock music you know you schecter know the guitars names. and yeah. you know ernie ball strings absolutely and uh it it, it reminds me of um early days like rock band you know, band. And guitar oh, hero yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would see these brands on on those games, and you know, yeah, like you could, yeah, yeah. Like, like you get sponsored by Ernie Ball on Guitar Hero, like mm -hmm. that type of stuff. So it's almost like um, like in skateboarding, which we haven't talked about yet. We need Ooh, to talk about. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, but it's almost like I see it kind of like skateboarding, where it's like if you get sponsored, you're like you That's made it. it. You made it. Yeah, yeah you like, made it. Yeah. So and yeah. So talk about that, like um, finding those sponsors and did they just find you through touring and like, how did, how did you guys link up? Um, so I kind of did my research on Schecter before reaching out to them. Um, I know a, a couple friends that had them and like played them and were like swearing by them. So I was, you know, trying them out and I, I really like their guitars. They're, they're just comfortable to me. I have little baby little hands, so I can't really like stretch my fingers all that crazy. And they have like really nice necks for that. So um, I really just enjoy playing their guitars. They're super comfortable. They sound great. They're durable. Like, and honestly, they're just such an amazing company. They've, they've taken care of me so well. Um, I mean, shit, when I was coming back from Europe, they, uh, they lost my guitar and my Kemper on the flight and I reached out to Schecter and like told them what was good. And dude, they sent me a replacement. Wow. Yeah. Like they're super great. They're super great. And the, the way I got hooked up with them, um, my, my homie that I've known through my old band and then toured with a couple of times, Niles Gregory. Um, he's the guitarist for like point North and he's just feeling extraordinary, just beautiful human soul. And he's the one who hooked me up with Schecter. He like kind of vouched for me and got me in there. And I couldn't thank him enough for that because they've been nothing but amazing to me. And when it came to Ernie Ball, dude, I've been trying to get on Ernie Ball since I started playing guitar. Like oh, wow. literally the moment I started playing guitar, I've been emailing them. Um, and then finally, after doing all these tours and stuff and having all these like, uh, I guess, accolades, if you want to call them that, um, I kind of like put together a little like EPK electronic press kit and um, sent it off to him and was just like, fingers crossed. And yeah, the head of A&R hit me back and was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll work something out. So I kind of penned a deal with them and 
got it on the road and it was, it was it's insane they're a great company too they take care of me so well dude i love that so much and and that goes back to you putting yourself in positions to get these opportunities yeah and, and that's it this like i always looked at it too is like when i was sending these emails people always ask me like well how'd you get it how'd you get it i just sent the email you just tried just, just don't be afraid of being the worst thing they can do is say no or ignore it right the best thing they can do is say yes there's only three options yeah you know what i mean it's like why wouldn't you take that? Yeah. It's almost like to get in your own way to kind of go back to that, like what we were saying earlier, where it's just like, you got to get out of your own way. Yeah. Seriously. It's get like, out of your own head. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, just let it, let it happen the way it's supposed to happen. It's Absolutely. just like, it, that's so sick, dude. And, um, I mean, that's the thing where it's like these companies, they're people too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's just yeah. like when they see things, you know, they'll, they'll probably look into it. Yeah. So they'll be able to know whether or not it's going to be a good investment, investment of time for them. Or for not. them. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just like, that's kind of the idea where it's just like, you put yourself out there enough times, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to look at you enough times and see like, Hey, this guy's worth it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And I feel like, like with Ernie Ball, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. with yeah. Ernie Ball, I mean, Schechter, that's cool that you had someone that was able to connect you right in, but right. still that person had to do a little bit of vetting. At you know least. what I'm saying? And yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like realize like, okay, is this going to make me look bad, mm-hmm. you know, as a representative right. of Schechter? Absolutely. So right. it's just like the fact that they saw what you were doing and like the trajectory that you were on and was just like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. we're down. I, I love that, dude. And it's so cool that, you you know, you, you made that happen. It yeah. wasn't like... It wasn't something where it's just like uh, like it was presented to you on like a silver platter. platter. No, you know I had to I work mean? for it. Yeah. You had to work for it. You yeah, had to put the time facts. in. You had to build your portfolio of facts. work, and mm-hmm. um, which is so sick, dude. I mean, it's just like that only op- opens up the opportunities for more brands and more opportunities for different types of sponsorships later on down the line. For sure. And, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. And even growing the sponsorships with Schecter and Ernie Ball. You know, I would love to that get a signature guitar with Schecter. That'd be sick. Amazing. Yeah. And I feel like that's something you know like as you grow as an artist and they grow with you that's right. not something so far-fetched now not I mean, even, which like, like as a kid you'd say that like i want my own guitar but now it's like it's kind of within reach for it's sure. like it's like what you're telling me this i could get this like, yeah all right like i said let's double down let's work harder exactly man and let's that, get it <laughs> let's get it dude it's like three years from now we're gonna be looking at a freaking thaddeus signature yeah for real yeah. <laughs> the thad one the thad one <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i love it um, so, um, I do want to talk about skateboarding, uh, For sure. because skateboarding is a very foundational part of your, of your yes, childhood. Extremely. Um, so this was before music and, um, yes. So this is like, obviously this was my yeah. first love. Yes. Yes. Hands down. Skateboarding was my first love. My, my oldest brother, um, when I was God, probably like three was just like sitting me on a skateboard pushing me around you know oh, he, wow. he would be out front of our house skateboarding in the road and he would take me out there with him and just like let me ride around all crazy and shit and um when i was when i when i was three um he he passed i'm sorry yeah um so i kind of like took skateboarding as like a i'm gonna carry on his legacy type yeah. shit and um oh man i just dove into that shit it was my life i lived it breathed it everything every day all day if i wasn't in school i was skating yeah so it was like and it was a good thing for me um too because it really taught me it really taught me the lesson of if you fall get back up try it again brush yourself off try it again it can be done you just got to try again you got to brush yourself off learn from what you did wrong what you could do better attack it at a different angle 
come back at it. Um, and I feel like that was super foundational for myself as a musician to just not get discouraged and realize that I'm not going to get it first try every time. Like it just, that's just not life. So it really just kind of was the building block, I guess you could say to like how I approach honestly life in general. I, that's just kind of how I approach it. Yes, you're going to make mistakes, but are you going to learn from that mistake and come back at that same problem with a better solution? Absolutely, man. And, and that's, that's beautiful that you have such a tie to skateboarding. Like, um, I feel like a lot of people grew up with skateboarding, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But it's just like, I feel like with, with you, because of your brother, that skateboarding has such a deep place in your heart. It does. Like, yeah. and it's just, it's so, it's, it was the thing that, I mean, his nickname in our town was Skate. Like, wow. People called him Skate. Like, so he was known for it. He was good. At, he was fucking good at it. And uh, it, it was just cool to see, like, when I was kind of growing up, you know, I was, like, in my teens and I was skating. It was cool to see that, like, my brother's friends that were still in the town, like, seeing me skate, they'd be like, what the hell? Like, you're a spitting image. Like, you do the same, like, you have the same style. You do the same tricks. Like, it's crazy to see. Yeah. And it's just really, really cool to me that I was able to carry on his memory that way. Yeah. Yeah. Without even knowing the stuff that he did because yeah. he passed yeah. when you were so young. I had no idea what tricks he was doing. So it's just yeah. like for you to carry on that legacy without even knowing too much about his style and stuff, that's just like, that's amazing, bro. It's like, it's like he was living through you through in a me. way. And, and, Dude, that's, and I swear he that's watches beautiful. after me. I that's swear beautiful. to God. Yeah. So you you kept skateboarding and you still skate today. Yeah, I and, still skate a little yeah. bit today. I can't do it nearly as much as I'd like to because if, I mean, I can't mess up my hands or anything. So it's just like, um, I kind of take it a lot easier, but, uh, dude, a couple of years ago, I was from the time I was, I would say I would probably seven is when I started like skating really hard until the time I was 29. Wow. Yeah. Like skated really, really hard all the time. Um, just, it's just the culture and the way it, it it's like connected, I guess. Like everyone, everyone in skating is just so connected. Yeah. It just feels like a like a family you get like like i could show up to a skate park not know anyone roll in on my board and then hit like a gnarly kickflip over a hip or something and then the next thing you know you, you have you have a group of friends yeah just tapping the skateboards yeah it, yeah exactly that's what i'm saying it's yeah. so supportive and it's for so sure. it's just it's crazy and like i love to see that yeah for sure man i i totally relate i mean because i grew up with skateboarding that was also my first love got yeah. my first board when i was eight years old yep you know i was i was filming skateboarding videos with the homies yeah it's like, that's what got me in the media yeah. it's like basically filming like music videos for the skateboarding like syncing it up to music and right. shit like that yeah, not even on, realize what i was doing god i did that shit on like vhs tapes yes yeah dude. that shit was so, gnarly so that was i was gonna say was that part of uh the culture for you as oh, well yeah. like yeah. The skate, like the filming and like mm -hmm. did you have like a crew that you would yes skate we did with yeah all there the time was and, i mean our town was like my town was like super super small so like our our crew was kind of small but we had like seven eight dedicated skaters and then we had like two filmers okay yeah that's sick, dude. Mm -hmm. So it was the whole experience. Yeah, and yeah, it was super. And sick. that was uh, early two thousand. Early two thousand. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that. That I feel like that's when culture was still a little bit of like an underground. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, because now you it's know, kind of mainstream. Is totally mainstream. Yeah. It's an Olympic sport. They got 
straight up competition skateboarders only, you know, like Yeah, SLS and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. The Niger Houstons and the Jagger Eatons of the world. <laughs> shout out Niger. Yeah. Hey, shout <laughs> out Niger. Yeah. We're in his shoes. Um, but it's just like back then it was like if you were a skateboarder, like you were a little bit edgy and a yeah. little bit of yeah, like it was a, more counterculture. Counterculture. Totally. For sure. that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Whereas like it was uh, there was a little bit of like a stigma, you know, if like you were a skateboarder, like you were, were kind of like a dirty rotten you punk, were a dirty like, punk kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I remember that and like um, first getting into like skinny jeans and stuff. Oh like my god, that. dude, I was and, wearing girl pants. Yeah, yeah dude, back yeah. in the day, like, oh, yeah. and I remember that like that culture was just so different. It and, was, um, it really was. Yeah, so uh, it, it's cool to like uh, that you grew up in it too in that time. You yeah, know, because I, I feel, feel like, like that was so like a strange. that was like the height bro like yeah. that was when like sorry was coming out with like really sorry and yeah. then like zero was doing dying to live and uh god what did plan b have out was it yeah okay no that was lakai uh but like just the skate videos of that time were sure. so insane dude like yeah it was just people were doing i mean now it's like people are literally doing tony hawk in real life i can't you can't even keep up anymore totally but it's like back then it was like they were doing just the craziest like jamie thomas with the leap of faith and like um jaws uh doing um el toro and like mm-hmm, dude it was time, yeah. yeah dude and then it was just uh god wait he went back and did the lion 24 in france did you see that i don't know if i did do you know who ali bulala is ali bulala? Ali bulala? It's yeah, yeah such a hard yeah, one yeah, yeah that 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 big set in the flip video oh shoot jaws went back and landed that oh he landed he it because that was when ali just bailed every time yeah and he oh, like effed his shit up. Yeah, dude. Yes. Wow. Jaws went back and did it. Dude, Jaws would be the one to do dude, that. Dude, he's <laughs> insane. And he's Gnarly. from here. Yeah, and I figured that out. I learned that when I moved here. I was like, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's he used from to here. skate the sets by ASU. Yeah. He's, uh, he actually still does. He's like, he, still he, skate, he skates Tempe a lot. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's sick. But yeah, to your point about like uh, skate videos, like uh, um, like Yeah Right Girl. Yeah Right. Fully Flared. Fully Flared's the tie, yeah. Just like all of those videos. So good. It was like, that was the time where it's just like, you filmed all your year maybe longer no, for yeah. that one part yeah and that was like it was like a 10 minute part yeah and yeah. that was like your um almost like your resume where it's just yeah. like you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. whereas like now skateboarders have social media yep. and they have they so many parts 15 throughout second the day. clips all yeah, day. yeah they could release their own parts mm-hmm. you know it's like like yeah. um you know it's not like needing like you can film everything on your iphone now yeah yeah exactly whereas like before it was such a production where it it's just like you're going out with this specific I filmer need lights, on this specific I need, day. you know yeah we're gonna get this specific uh sh- like shoot or shot rather you're gonna get these tricks and you have like a trick list that's like i need these mm-hmm. this is my opener this yep. is my closer this is my hammer yeah and this exactly yep. and it's like all these different like and i feel like skateboarders back then they had they had a different like uh mindset where it's just like this that's how they ended up getting bigger you i know? feel like it was more of a tactical approach for sure like they was more thought out like yeah. they went to a spot and they already before they even rolled at the spot like you said they had a list of tricks they already were gonna do that they wanted to get on film yeah absolutely and, yeah. and that was it where it's just like there wasn't as many opportunities so and you know and I think it kind of goes back to uh, skateboarding was always a very um, uh, there wasn't a lot of money in skateboarding. Ever. Not really. No. And, uh, yeah. you know, even to this day, the board royalty, I think, is still standard two dollars a board. That's disgusting. Disgusting. That dude. is ugh. for pro skateboarders. They make. 
$2 per skateboard. That's disgusting. And now the skateboards cost $50 a deck. Dude, I you know, know I mean? they're getting crazy expensive now. So it's just yeah. like and but even back then that was still like and $2 was a lot more than it was than it is now, but yeah, like right. even for the time when skateboards are $20, $30 yeah. to get only 2 bucks and it's your skateboard. For real. That's got is, your family name on it. And that you know? was, that was always the weirdest thing to me when I learned that that was like industry standard mm-hmm. for like royalties on boards. That's crazy. For, Actually, for I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's insane. That's and crazy. It's insane. So there was never really a lot of money in it. And uh, so the only way that you would really get money back in the day was competitions, yeah. sponsors. Yep. And um, other than that, dude, it was maybe like a shoe deal. Yeah, maybe a shoe deal. But yeah. e- even that you were you were buying, you were getting uh, paid like probably like up front. You yeah. probably weren't making on royalties the on the back end. Yeah. Like, like the Rob Deerdex of the world, Dude, you know, cause like Deerdex, you know, he had a hand in the designing of it. So he yeah. was able to, you know, take those types of royalties cause he was the creator of it versus yeah. like these other guys, like they just slapped their name on it and they had their it's team. Whatever, it's whatever freaking Nike comes up with. And it's That's like, all it. right, here you go. And then or they're New like, Balance or who, Karyuma, whoever the fuck else. Yeah. And back in the day, it was like so many shoe brands too that like there was Fallen, a, shout out Fallen. Shout out Fallen. <laughs> yeah. But it's like all these brands where that was like part of the deal where it's like they would put up the money mm-hmm. to like make the make the shoe. Right. They would hire the people to design it. Yeah. They would do all the distribution. Yeah. All you had to do was put your name on Literally, it. Literally, they're just taking your name. And for an exchange of a check. Selling you know, your likeness. Like, here, selling your likeness your for a check. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, here, yeah. here's your money. Oof. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's uh, that was like the mindset back in the day. Where why, it's just why like, do I feel like that's predatory? Why do, totally. I, why do I feel like they knew that skaters would be like, oh, my God, money? Like, we'll take whatever because there's no money in it. Like that was said. what it was. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll take whatever you want. And they, they're not they're thinking dollars right now. They're not thinking what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. Yeah. And that that was the sad kind of predatory, part. right? Very, very yeah. much so. Yeah. And it, it was very predatory in the in the corporate world in skateboarding. Right. And uh, and I I I feel like that was the uh, the reason why a lot of those companies ended up not being successful. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So because now you know there's there's a handful of companies and a lot of them are owned by the same people. Yeah. Like uh, in the back end, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like skate groups that have like merged and like uh you know nike being the behemoth that it is coming in and really shutting out so many so brands, many shoe companies so dude. many shoe companies and also just skateboarding brands in general yeah because of like sponsorships yeah because they were able they to were come the ones in with the money sponsor these these people that yeah. you know yeah um but yeah it's like that culture back in the days was so different like so to like grow up in it so is different. like it's yeah it's, i'm glad that i grew up in skateboarding when i grew up in it man me too I, like absolutely just like the way that the community was and just like how how much passion there was for it yeah like there was everyone just just loved it to love it they didn't love it to oh one day i'm gonna be a millionaire skateboarder i'm gonna be the next tony hawk i mean yeah you can have your goals like i said but be yourself first of all second of all like ah, dude don't want to i don't know it's just like i feel like people that got into skateboarding for the wrong reasons aren't still skating for sure you know like mm-hmm. i i do it because i love it mm-hmm. i love it i just love the feeling of the wind going through my hair like swallowing or sw- Swab, what I don't even know what that's called. Swallowing, where you go back and forth. Oh, pumping. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like, like on a longboard. Oh, on a longboard. Yeah, no, I didn't even know there was a term for that. Uh, it's like swallow. I don't know. I'm I'm illiterate, but um, but yeah, it's just like the feeling of like the wheels vibrating my feet, the sound of each crack as I go over the sidewalk. Like, 
stuff that's like literally ingrained in my brain that like if I was sitting here right now and I heard that outside, I'd be like, that's a skateboard. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just I love it that much. Everything about it. Just I don't want to skateboarding is something like I don't view as like in music because it's I, I want nothing from skateboarding. Yeah. You know, I want nothing in return. I do it because I love it. I guess same way in music, but also I got a family to feed. And so that's, that's the way I got to do that. But um, when it comes down to it, I do it just because I love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's kind of your point, like being a kid in that era where mm -hmm. it's just like, that's what you were doing it for. It's just yeah. like, because there wasn't, the, it the almost, promises of Nike SB sponsorships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There wasn't opportunities like there are now yeah. where it's just like become uh, part of the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Where so it's just like just doing it just because you love to do just it. Because you hang out it. with the crew. Yeah, it's like get outside. Honestly, it was like I, we, I yeah credit that to having such a great childhood. Like because I was always outside. I was always outside playing. I was always skating. You know, kept yeah. me in decent shape in the where i'm at right now i yeah. feel like so. and out of trouble dude yeah you know sure I mean? out so of trouble yeah it's like kids that weren't skateboarding were bored doing other stuff that's so crazy you brought up skateboarding dude i just had a phone call the other day um the chamber of commerce from my hometown called me and was like hey so when i was a teenager i was trying to raise a ton of money to put a skate park in our town but the town could never decide on where to put it because my town was basically like a retirement town where all the old people went mm -hmm. so like they're like, no, we don't want the riffraff. We don't yeah, want the yeah, yeah. we don't want the trouble that a skate park brings. The cops are gonna be there all the time <laughs> and all this bullshit. So like they call me and they're like, hey, so we still have all this money sitting in an account. What do you want <laughs> us to do with it? And I'm like, are 15 years later, the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Give it to give it back to the community. What do you, why are you asking me? Like, you didn't you didn't follow through on your promise 15 years ago. Why the hell are you calling me now? I was so mad, bro. I was irate. I was like, Fuck. <laughs> it's like, bro, wire that shit to my account right now. Yo, yo, I said that. I was like, you know what? I'm broke as fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I could actually use that. Yeah, I'll put out. We're going to get a skate park. All right. In my backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so another point that you made about skateboarding that I want to touch on right. is um, how skateboarding taught you to never give up. Right. And um, it's something that I talked about with one of my guests, Nick Weber, about how skateboarders, they have that innate ability to always uh, like or to never give up. It's, and it's they always overcome. They always overcome and they always find a new way to do it. And mm -hmm. it's like um, because skateboarding, you, you try and try the same thing over and over, over and, and over and over, over again mm -hmm. until you finally get it. Yep. And it's just like when you finally get it, like usually right at those last few tries, that's when you're like, next try. Yep. Next, next try. try. Next try. You know it's coming. And you know that yep. it's just like, okay, that was so close. Yeah. My, like I caught it with my front foot. All I got to do is lay my back on it. Yeah. Shift my weight this way. Mm -hmm. Change my angle of my foot this way. It's like these little things that it's like to use that as like an analogy for life. It's like you're changing your position when things don't work out or you see them going in the wrong direction. Right. It's just like, well, let me try it like this. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you tr you're constantly changing and trying new things yeah. to then when it works, then you lock it in. Yeah. And then it's then you got that trick on lock. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's the same way in life. Would you agree? Yeah, I absolutely approach life that way. I absolutely like um I'm never the type of person that once I meet resistance, I get discouraged. Mm -hmm. If anything, I get more motivated because mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> I'm prideful. So it's like, fuck, you're not going to beat me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, totally. But, but like also in the same aspect, it's just like, well, I also want to learn something new. I want to I want to 
approach this solution differently than I would anything else. Or like maybe I need to approach the solution differently because in the past it's just not working. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I need to, maybe I need to move my foot back from the bolts a little bit. Maybe I need to tilt a little bit. Maybe I need to scoop the pocket a little more. Like little minute things like that, that I think has just turned my brain analytical to the fact of that's kind of how I view life. It's like, okay, well, you know, um, that, that rehearsal didn't go well. Like, what can I do now? Okay, what what if I, you know, tried using these tones or what if I tried like moving my guitar up a little bit or, you know, like little things like that. And it's just, it's always, I've always like, I guess skateboarding has taught me that like the little things matter. Yeah. The minute things matter. Like the, the, the very small details, they matter. And you got to focus on those things. And if you don't, things are going to get by you and the pieces aren't going to fit at the end of the puzzle. Yeah. So it's just, you got to make sure you're checking your boxes. And honestly, thank God for skateboarding because if I didn't have that, I don't know if I would look at life the same way. I might, I might, I might not be sitting in this chair right now. I might be, you know, I might've ended up being the person that went, oh, well that band didn't work. So I'm, I'm just going to go be fucking an accountant or some dumb shit. I don't know. Like for sure. It's, it's just, I am so thankful that skateboarding has taught me just literally moral of the story, never give up. Yeah. Never give up. Keep trying because it will come. You just got to keep pushing. Yeah, man. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's it. And that's hundred percent. And I think that analogy works in so many different ways, but like skateboarding specifically, like I think that's, that's it right yeah, there. Where it's absolutely. like, just like you said, like the small minute things mm -hmm. that might seem by himself not very you know irrelevant in, irrelevant like, yeah but it's just like compounded with the other small things Absolutely. and small changes that For you've sure. made end up being the the way that you end, land up land a trick yeah it really you is know? like those yeah. little like oh maybe i need to not open my hips when i do this tray flip maybe i need to stay perpendicular like it's that little stuff like and it can make the world a difference for sure for sure and um yeah relating that to music mm -hmm. where it's just like the way that you have the position of your guitar the way that your guitar sounds to you mm -hmm. and all these little things that change the end product absolutely and that's like that that's so beautiful that you're able to take that those lessons that skateboarding taught you as a kid yeah. and relay them into real life and honestly i don't even it's crazy that we talk skateboarding because like I think it's so ingrained in my subconscious that I don't realize I'm doing it that I didn't really even connect two and two until we started talking about it. But yeah, you're totally right. I think skateboarding has completely shaped my mindset on what I am able and not able to do. Yeah. Like it has just completely set the tone for how I'm, how I want to live my life. For sure. And it, it almost shows you like, uh, Anything's possible. I hate to say it like it, it that. It really you is. Know, like it, anything's possible. I used to roll my eyes at motherfuckers that said that shit to me. I yeah. like I would okay, dude. I've heard that before. You can do whatever. All right, yeah, bullshit. Until you do it yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, or or you get your first taste of doing it yourself. You're like, oh shit, maybe I actually can. Maybe if I push a little harder, let's see how much farther I can get. Yeah. And then then, oh, I got that far. Push a little harder, push a little harder, push a little harder. Until you're you look back years later and you're like, how did I get here? You yeah. know? And it, and it is, it's just that innate drive to, okay, I did that, that back to skateboarding. Yeah. That tray flip was kind of sloppy. Let me see if I can pop it higher and catch it with my front foot. You know, like it's those little minute details yeah. that get you to where you want to get. 
Yeah, man. I, I love it. And I, I could talk about skateboarding all day. Dude, just same. It's like, I love it. It's so like foundational to who I ended up becoming. And, Absolutely. Um, and I always love talking to other skateboarders because especially if they don't necessarily skate now, because it's like they still have like mindsets. Yeah. That, no, you know, skate- skateboarders. Absolutely. Have. Skateboarding teaches you so many life lessons that you don't even know that it's teaching you. Yeah. Like it's just unfortunately it's just sometimes it's like you got to get hit to understand that you're doing something wrong and then you got to stand back up you know sure and skateboarding will teach you that in a quick hurry (laughs) for sure yeah and uh growing up too i feel like skateboarder skateboarding kind of weeds out uh the pussies you know what i'm saying it really does no it 100 does if you can't fall and get back up then then you're you're not in the right sport then you're not in the right sport and you might end up becoming a bitch one day Got terminal bitch eyes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like anybody that like could skate and like skates for you know hours and hours and hours, falls and falls and falls and gets up, they end up becoming a hard humans. You know that's what I mean? Like they become like hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's like like calloused. Yeah, I guess that's the best way, like the best analogy to say. Where it's like you you hit yourself so many times, or you work something so many times, it becomes calloused. Where it's just like that becomes your mindset. Yeah, as a real. human, where Absolutely. it's just like you don't you don't get phased by bullshit as easily as skateboarders. You don't get phased by physical pain as no. easily as skateboarders. No, you're able you know? to brush that shit off and be like, so I still much, got something to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I I love skateboarding so much. Me man. too, dude. I it it's shaped my entire existence yeah man i love it um so something i want to talk on before we you know start to wrap up a little bit here is um you recently found out you were going to be a dad i am yes so congratulations thank you thank you of course and your girl's far along now so you're gonna have your baby soon man yeah a couple weeks here man which is uh i'm so goddamn excited to meet her (laughs) i'm so excited to meet her dude i'm i never thought growing up i never thought that i would be the fatherly type or the family type, but dude, I have never been so excited for something in my entire life. I just, it's a little me, like, yeah, you know, sure. it's a little me that's so sick. So it's just like, I can't wait to teach her things and show her the world, you know, and like be able to help her do whatever she needs to do in life, you know, support her any way I can. Absolutely. And just I, like my parents did. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up too, because it's like, it almost gives you an opportunity to like- Repay the favor. Yeah, exactly. And like show, give her the life that you loved having yourself. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I, I love that. And um, I wanted to ask you, like when you found out that you were going to be having a baby, how mm-hmm. that changed your mindset when it comes to your career? Um, At first it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. I mean, as any unexpected thing to happen like that, um, it was like, oh crap, I need to dial back touring. I need to dial back sessions. I need to do that. Uh, at one point I was like, I think I need to quit music so that I can get a real person job where I can make money to support my family. And thank God for my girlfriend, dude. She's an angel. She's the one who talked me out of it. She's like, no, you need to keep doing this. You need, this is what you love doing. And like to that aspect, it's kind of been more rewarding now. Like in the fact that like I get to bring home money doing something I love doing at the same time supporting my family. Yeah. So it's just like a double win in my book. And it it just feels amazing. For sure. To have that partner too that supports you Mm -hmm. is 
everything. Dude, she is my rock. She's that, everything. I love that, man. Yeah. It's for you to like feel good about what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's really what it boils down to. Or it's Absolutely. just like when you're coming home, she's excited that you're excited, yeah. you know, and it's every like, single time. And yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. And it's so genuine. And it's yeah. like I've had in the past, you know, bad relationships where I don't like that you play music, blah, 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 blah. But she not once, not once. She's just been nothing but support. Yeah, she yeah. she sees long term with this. She knows that mm-hmm. you're not like like everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She knows this is like, what I do. This is exactly. This is what you do. This yeah. is not, you don't you don't just like um like play it as a hobby. No, it's you know, not. It, this no, is this isn't. This your life. I, I cannot stress this enough. This is not a hobby. Yeah. This is not a hobby. Yeah. If you if anyone in this industry is doing this and thinking this is a hobby, you're doomed. Yeah, for sure. You have to take this seriously. This is serious. It's it's a it's a treat it as a nine to five. It's an everyday thing for sure. Because it's just the way the industry moves. It's never stopping. So it's the second you stop, you're ten miles behind because the industry didn't. Yeah, that's exactly that, that's exactly right. I mean, just like we were saying before, it's like once you kick your feet up, when if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Exactly. So it's like when you have a family in the mix yeah it's like it's even more so that mindset where you really need to treat it like a job yeah otherwise you're gonna fail yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. that and it's like then you're gonna feel like i can't provide for my family so then you're gonna fail on that yeah front, you know where it's like it's a it's like a domino effect in the bad way so it's for like real. you need to have that mindset of like i'm gonna double down on you know try to get more opportunities right. trying to blow this up more so that way so i can provide for I my can family provide for the family exactly yeah and i love that uh that she's down for that vision mm-hmm. and she doesn't see it as like a as a hobby for you and that's like yeah I, no I, I she knows this it. is my real job for sure because yeah. there's it's so easy for uh couples to when they get into relationships where it's starting to get more serious you right. know they want to get married they want to have a kid they want to buy a house and settle down for the passions to get thrown out the window yeah you know what i'm you, saying that takes a back seat it, it takes a back seat yeah. because you have to provide for your family, for the family first of, and foremost. Which is yeah. always going to be, of course, number one. Yeah, but it's just like finding a way to do that, finding that balance, finding that balance, mm-hmm. and doing it in a way where you can have both. And I can, yeah, like, and my main thing is, um, growing up, I mean, my mom and dad did the best they could, but in order for that, my dad wasn't home a lot. He was okay. at work a lot, so it's like I. That's the one thing I would have changed from my childhood is that I wish I would have been able to spend more time with my dad. So I'm going to do it differently this time around with my child. Yeah. And I have that ability. Yes, I do tour and I'll be gone, you know, month or two at a time. But in the time that I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. I'm not somewhere else. Like I'm home and I am with my family and I'm cherishing every single moment. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for you to kind of go into fatherhood with that mindset of like, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I think that's like, that's so beautiful, man. And I'm sure like a lot of young fathers, especially nowadays, um, where growing up in our generation of growing up, that was that was the standard, you yeah. know, like the dad had worked to work. his ass off. Yeah, just to provide. To yeah. provide for the family. And, yeah. that, you know, I could, same thing, you know, yeah. like I, I remember like I spent majority of my time with like my grandma and my mom because right. like w- my dad would wake up five in the morning, Dude, get home same. at 5 PM, yeah. be tired, tired as hell, hell. Yeah. just go to sleep early. Yep. So it's just like that 
I 100% like level with you on that where it's like when I have my own family I would love to be there be there and have, first and foremost like yeah. that is like my main goal is I want I don't want I never want my daughter to ask like what is daddy doing or why is he never here or right. like I that would kill me yeah so I just need to be I just need to be there for sure be man. present not not just be there but literally be there like yeah. be present be in the moment with my kids and my family for sure yeah. as they're growing in these crucial moments of their yeah, life too. absolutely because yeah, i know i'm yeah. going i know inevitably i'm going to miss things yeah my job is going to call for it one day i'm gonna i'm gonna miss birthdays i'm it it's something that i've already gone over in my head and me and my girlfriend have discussed and stuff it's gonna happen but at the end of the day it's it's my job yeah and while i'm home i'll be damn sure to make the best time of it for sure so it's like when you were gone it's like those times don't really like the the way the times that you're home outweigh mm -hmm. the times that you're gone absolutely and i think yeah. that's the the balance you know because make it count when you're yeah, home yeah exactly yes because you still need to provide yeah so it's just like absolutely. you need to take that time and you know take those gigs and do those things that you need mm -hmm. um but to be able to be intentional about it and then come back home and have that time that quality present quality time, time is so crucial yeah man yeah. be present I, I love that dude yeah um because it, it seems like it's uh it kind of like came out of nowhere but it was like a, it was like it was a it was a shock. surprise it was a shock um at first i was i'm not gonna lie this is my first child so like i was super scared yeah um didn't know what to expect but as the months progressed that um that like fear kind of turned more into excitement yeah i'm just i'm just excited to meet her i love it and show her things and for sure you know just care for her like yeah. i'm i'm so excited for sure and and that's an interesting point because like a lot of times um, people that are young have kids for the first time and they do get scared. And and it's almost like that that fear comes from a sense of uh, self where it's just like my life is over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of like um, when it switches to like where you're at now, where it's just like her life is just beginning. Yeah. Versus my life is over. Right. That's when the shift happens, when it the fear turns into turns excitement. excitement. Right, right. Um, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm glad that you're in that position because you're still 29, 30? I'm, I'm 30. You're 30 now. Yeah. So that's still so young. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you have so much life. I thought life. it was a pretty good age to have a kid. Beautiful. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> You've experienced so much. You, you're at a, I think that's a beautiful place to have a kid because right. in your 30s, like you already are full-blown adult, mm -hmm. but also have those like young tendencies. Still. So that way, right. like you're a fun dad still. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's cool that you have that mindset uh, still being so young versus is like uh still having like a selfish mindset of like uh I my have life to, is over. i have to raise this kid for 18 years right. until i'm done Fuck no know? i get to raise I, my child exactly i get to raise my child you exactly. know how exciting that is that's yeah. dude oh my god for I sure i can't dude. wait i love it dude that's so exciting dude i'm, I'm glad you. for you for you thank bro. you for sure um so last thing I want to talk uh, to wrap up here, man, you recently started releasing solo music. I did. Um, I released one solo single. Um, God, that had to have been months ago now. That was Leave Me Alone? Leave Me Lonely. Leave yeah. Me Lonely. Leave Me Lonely. Um, Chase, Chase Warren, actually. That was a song him and I did together. Amazing. Yeah. So you guys produced that one yep. in-house. Yep. Um, Just him and I. So that's... Uh, oh, that and Michael Snooty, too. He did, uh, he did the mastering. Okay, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Um, so what I wanted to talk about was uh, growing up, obviously, you had the front man energy. You were right. singing. You wanted to play uh, guitar early on. Is that is this a project that was in your heart for a long time? Um, kind of, I guess. I, I just always yearn to create different things and try different experiences. So putting out a single solo... Um, I feel like it was kind of just a matter of time because I, I I write songs every single day, whether they make it or not. You know, it's just I wrote. So it's just you got to do it. So um, I had one and me and Chase were going at it and writing it. And then we were just like, yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty good. Let's just put it out. You know, so I put it out under my own moniker, Thaddeus. Um, so uh, not really expecting much out of it just to put it out, just to put it out, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's just because you love the art. It's not like you're trying super no. hard to be heavy solo artist. I'm not trying to be freaking. I'm not trying to blow up off my solo music. For sure. I'm doing it just as a creative outlet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's more fun that way. Yeah. When you it, don't, there's no restrictions. Yeah, for sure. When you don't have that pressure on yourself. Right. Right. Um, and also being part of a band that would come with some pressure as well. Yeah. Um, to like having your own lane of music. Plus um, the band. Plus the band. Yeah. It almost feels like um, I, talk, I talked about this with Jack because, um, you know, he's, he's in Viper Club. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's been front man of band since he was like 10 years old. Yeah. So for them, for him now to first release his own solo music you know that's like a really big it's a big deal big deal and also yeah. a big leap uh whereas like sometimes people that are in bands feel like that's their identity yeah whereas like they can't, they can't branch out and express themselves solo right right so it's cool that you you have a mindset where it's just like i'm just gonna do it because i love to do it. it's not yeah. that i'm leaving you guys or trying to start a new career i'm just i'm just doing this because i love because i do love it. doing it and they support it and yeah oh yeah they absolutely cool. support it yeah. yeah that that's cool man um, so do you have any other solo songs in the in the process? Or? I have a few in the bank. Um, whether they see the light of day or not, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm kind of I'm they're kind of taking a backseat because this modern is just ramping up totally like, just crazy. So I've been spending a lot of time just writing for them. Cool. And that's that's uh I guess to finish up here, that's really the main thing right now is this these, modern this this modern, yes. all these new songs coming out. Yep. You guys have a another remix coming out? Soon? We have a re another remix coming out this Friday. This Friday, yeah. which is what day is that? Uh dude, I couldn't tell you. I'm not gonna lie to you. What day is it today? Let's see. This, that's the 25th. The 25th. Cause that's gonna date this episode. because uh, this won't come out until October, but um the the song that we're talking about comes out on uh august 25th um that's gonna be another remix and yeah. then um something that we were talking about before we started rolling that's uh at the end of october yeah. so probably a few days after this episode releases this modern will be hosting riot night seventh year anniversary of riot night and that's at rock bar rock bar in scottsdale in scottsdale so if you live in scottsdale come party with the boys let's get it i'm gonna be there probably i'm get straight I'm to it yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a good time dude. it's yeah, gonna be a dude. good one yeah i love it dude so thank you again for coming on man this is thank you for having me yeah i had a yes. great time this was a lot of fun for sure for appreciate Fellow it martian Go follow Thad online at Thad Plays Guitar. And that's uh, Thad, P-L-A-Y-S-G-T-R. Is that? G-T-R. Yeah, yeah, so it's like G-T-R. Yeah. Um, I'll put the handle right there on the on the screen. So, yes, go go follow him. Go follow at This Modern at This M-D-R-N on Instagram. Uh, this Modern dot band, I think. I think. 
I don't remember. Check them out. Yeah. Dude, check them out. It's, it's at this MDRN pretty much everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Go check them out on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff too. To check out Thad's uh, solo music. Just just show him some love. This dude's about to be a daddy, you know, yeah. so he needs all this support, Need that man. formula. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out that list for his uh, baby shower items. Yeah, yeah, got that registry. What's up? Yeah, that, that registry. The registry will be right here. Yeah, link to the registry right yeah. here. Yeah. I love it. Oh shit, that's a good one, <laughs> dude. Thank you so much, dude, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's a yeah. good time. Uh, Marsons, go follow me online at On Mars Pod. We'll see you guys next time. Love you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching this episode of the On Mars Pod and for sticking around to the end, man. I really appreciate you guys. You are the real Martians. Like this video, comment below what your favorite part was, what was most inspiring to you. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell for notifications here on future interviews coming out soon. And also follow us on Instagram at On Mars Pod. Love you guys so much. We'll see you next time on Mars. All my homies are on this show so i was like <laughs> fuck yeah when you asked me i was like dude i'm honored this is yes. sick hell yeah dude yeah, yeah thanks for having me of course bro all right so let's just let's get it going man